Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you are listening. And like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. This awesome guest is actually a referral. Big shout out to my man, KJ. Those that might remember that episode, he came on, talked about discipleship and things like that. It was a really good episode. Um, but he actually reached out to me to uh, hook me up with this uh, fine young man to bring on the show. And I have on today none other than my brother, Mark. How you doing today, sir? I am fine. Thanks for the compliment, young man. <laughs> well, you know, they say young as you feel. So there you go. <laughs> so, Mark, man, I want to jump right in, man. Just for those that might not know who you are, kind of give an introduction of yourself. Uh, you can take your time. You can make it brief. You can do the Twitter bio or you can do the the real bio on your, your profile, wherever you, whatever you want to do. You got the floor to do that right here. Uh, I uh, teach at Wheaton College philosophy and have been there for over 30 years. Uh, probably the most important thing for your guests is uh, the book that recently has been released of mine called When the Stars Disappear, Help and Hope from Stories of Suffering and Scripture. What I'm trying to do in that book, Duane, is to help people understand uh, how they should think about suffering um, whenever it comes upon them as Christians. The story begins, in fact, with a student of mine who committed suicide mm. a little over 10 years ago. And uh, the, um, the horrible straits that that left his parents in as they tried to deal with it. And from that, I expand to dealing, for instance, with Naomi and Job and Jeremiah and their suffering. The book's short. It's only four chapters. And the reason is I don't want a long book for people who are actually in the midst of suffering. Mm. So the first chapter sets the stage. Okay. And in fact, uh, that's where the title comes from, When the Stars Disappear. If you think about um, Acts 27 and 28, you remember that Paul, as he's heading to Rome by ship, ends up in a horrible storm right. and we're told that the sun and the moon and all the stars disappeared for over two weeks. Mm. And that often is the way that suffering feels to us, that suddenly we don't have any of the lights by which we guide ourselves and we don't know how to steer. So the first chapter deals with that. The second one deals with Naomi and Job and Jeremiah with regard to 
um, uh, the depth of their suffering and stops right in the midst of the depth of it, where Naomi wants a permanent name change because she thinks her life's never going to be good again, where Job says, uh, my eye will never again see good, where Jeremiah accuses God of having deceived him. Mm. Third chapter deals with laments in the Psalms. It's called breathing lessons, and it deals with um, learning to breathe when we are suffering horribly. The fourth chapter finally picks back up on Naomi and Job and Jeremiah and shows that with Naomi and Job, they were just wrong. Their lives were better again. With Jeremiah, his life really never became better in this life, Mm. but God gave him the strength to be faithful and to follow through. And then there's finally an epilogue that deals with the importance of endurance for Christians. uh, Much of this, Dwayne, came out of the fact that I had an accident when I was 17. I fell about 50 feet off a rope swing, a Tarzan-like rope swing, and broke my back. Wow. And um, from uh, that moment, my sense of God's presence um, became... um, the central feature of my experience, the way that I put it in another piece is that um, when I fell those 50 feet, all sorts of distractions fell away from my life. Mm. And so uh, I've dealt with that ever since um, and with other kinds of suffering too. And so this book really is meant to speak to sufferers from someone who doesn't dismiss what they're going through. Wow, 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 wow. Man, that's really good. You jump like right in. <laughs> you jump like right in there, man. I love it. I love it. No, that is that is amazing. I mean, first, like, so I, I want to back it up because you talk yeah. about falling uh, 50 feet, breaking your back, experiencing something that traumatic. Um, um, I guess take us back there, man, as far as the mentality, because I'm sure that paid, played a part in formulating, you know, where you was coming from. What what were you thinking? What was on your mind? Were you a believer then? Where, where, where were you there? I had become a Christian when I was 12. Awesome. I found myself concerned about some temptations to sin mm. that made me realize that I needed the Savior. But from 12 to up to 17, I found myself getting just kind of wilder and wilder. (laughs) Um, uh, I had raced go-karts and quarter midgets. Um, I um, uh, just liked experiences that got my adrenaline pumping. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely true with this rope swing. (laughs) What ended up happening was that um, uh, two of us were on the swing. Uh, I don't know how fast it went, but you couldn't hang on if you didn't sit on the seat. Uh, Two of us were on it. A third guy jumped on, but he waited till the rope hesitated before he jumped and caught me around the neck. Mm. When we got out to the far end of the arc, I just thought, I knew we were going to fall on I thought if I fall on him, we'll kill him. Mm-hmm. So I shoved him one way and then dropped myself and my shoulders hit first and my feet went over my head. Mm. And then after that, I noticed that my feet were in this little crick that was at the bottom of this goalie, and I wasn't feeling anything. Wow. I knew immediately what had happened to me. There was a famous pole vaulter. He had the world record in 1964. My accident took place in 67. Who uh, Brian Sternberg, who had uh, ended up a quadriplegic when he had come down wrongly on a trampoline while practicing his 
um, 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 uh, the way that he'd come down from from uh, the pole vault, mm-hmm. uh, his landings, and I knew that I'd done the same thing a little lower down. Mm. And the interesting thing out of that, Dwayne, was that I immediately had a sense of God's presence. Wow. Um, uh, I just immediately knew somehow, I don't think this is normal, mm-hmm. but I immediately had a sense that this was a matter of God showing me his love. Mm. Uh, and I spent six months in the hospital then. Back then, they'd let you stay in the hospital longer than they would now. <laughs> uh, sure. When I got out, I walked with one or two uh, uh, canes. And was able to do that for quite a few years. Uh, about 10 years ago, I had to go to two crutches. And four years ago, after breaking a hip, I ended up in a uh, wheelchair permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very interesting experience in the sense that rather than it driving me away from God, it uh, made me realize how much I needed him. And I just found that day after day, I went to college the next year. I, I just realized that day after day, I had to rely on him mm. to be able to do everything that I did. I couldn't be sure at that point whether or not I had full control of my bladder or my bowels. I could take spills, and it was really hard to get up. I just had to pray regularly mm-hmm. that God would show me his grace, and he did. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And I appreciate you kind of going into that a little bit more detail. Um, cause like I said, it, and I'm sure it <laughs> shapes a lot, not just uh, yeah. the book, um, just, just your, your, your way of life. That's a very traumatic experience. Um, so you talked about in the book, um, that it came from a, a student, uh, I guess suicide with this, was this a student of yours, um, that, that committed suicide? Yep. Yep. He, um, had been depressed for many years. Mm. And um, he had talked to me about the depression, and I knew something about that and um, was trying to help him. I had decided um, uh, that it would be good for me to talk to his parents, and so I was talking to his parents. Um, uh, He uh, took his life by stepping in front of a train Mm. overseas. Uh, It was a horrible bearing that things could ever get good again, and in that sense was in a position like... Naomi and Job and Jeremiah. Right, right, yeah, and so that you know, th- just the 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 those stories in the Bible, a lot of people miss. You know, um, one thing you might not know about me is I came out of the charismatic Word of Faith movement, and uh, uh-huh. they, they tend to skip over uh, any yes. kind of uh, yes. suffering or or any kind of wrath of God or <laughs> anything like right. that. Um, so ha- I guess, do you have any experience with that? Uh, I-, I call it, I guess I call it theology or mindset, um, as far as the word of faith and the charismatic and, and their view on their, I guess, skewed view on suffering. Do you have any experience with that? Yeah, I do. In fact, I've had a sister who has been a Pentecostal, um, virtually all of her life. Wow. And, um, it is interesting, Dwayne, that, In an attempt to be closer to God, they, Pentecostals and Charismatics, quite often miss the ways that God works with us. Uh, They, even in their own experience, they don't recognize that quite often their prayers are not answered by means of God's miraculously taking something away, but rather by his giving them endurance. 
one really important point is that Ecclesiastes makes clear to us that God is not going to um, circumvent the natural uh, regularities that he's put in the world, even for his children. And so we are likely to suffer in all the ways that anyone could, plus the ways that Christians particularly suffer because of persecution. And I think that facing up to that is central to our then not being shocked when we do suffer. Right, right. And and are not and, and are not dismissing other people's suffering by just more or less saying get over it. Exactly, exactly. No, that, those are really, really good points. Because, um, like I said, I've, I've seen that side of it, um, and you know, like you said, they they actually miss some of the things that God can provide through that or through suffering. Man, um, you know, just understanding that. Um, man, really, really good. I, I'm excited. I, I, the book is on the way. Y'all hadn't read it yet, but it is on the way. <laughs> I would definitely be uh, taking a look at it. And, you know, you really got me excited when you said it wasn't long because I'm not an avid reader. So this is right up my alley. <laughs> we can definitely take a look at that, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Women's Hope Podcast of the Masters University with Dr. Shelby Cullen and Kimberly Cummings. Join them as they bring hope and encouragement through 25 years of combined experience in biblical discipleship and counseling as ACBC counselors. Shelby and Kimberly provide biblical and practical wisdom by coming alongside women with the teaching and resources necessary to grow in the grace and the knowledge of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, we're back in here with my good friend Mark and uh, having a good time. And Mark, on this side of the show, man, we do what we call the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. Uh, KJ answered them. Everybody that's ever been on here answered them. Um, these are the same questions I ask everybody. Um, and I used to say they were unique until people started stealing them and using them and <laughs> turning them on me. When I'm on their show, they ask me these questions. But these are the three signature bar questions. First signature bar question is, and it's going to be interesting because y'all can't see. I see a piano behind them. What kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> um, large and classical music nowadays. Uh, I uh, play classical piano. Nice. Um, and um, would listen to really, really good um, hymns and so on and so forth, too. But mm-hmm. I don't get much chance to listen nowadays. I've been working too hard to <laughs> be able to distract myself by listening to much music. Understood. Understood. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? <laughs> A great one is by Henri Blochet, a Frenchman. Mm. Uh, his name is spelled H-E-N-R-I, and the last name is B-L-O-C-H-E-R, but it's pronounced Blochet. He wrote a book called In the Beginning, and uh, J.I. Packer evidently a few years ago said that he thought it was the best thing that had ever been written on the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Wow. And indeed, it is a marvelous marvelous book i quote him quite often in my own work awesome i've also been reading i've also been working my way through carl truman's uh the rise and triumph of the modern self 
which is just a remarkable book explaining to us exactly how we've gotten to the place we've gotten to in American culture, where people insist that we have to um, recognize the ways that others identify themselves. And of course, Christians should recognize those ways. What they shouldn't do is then cave into the fact that those ways of living are appropriate. Right, right. Carl's a good friend. He's been on here before. All right, last signature bar question, and I think you kind of already answered it. Uh, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? I guess you don't have much time for that kind of stuff, huh? <laughs> no, I should probably listen to a lot more, but in fact, um, <laughs> I'm spending so many hours a week just completing this series of books that I don't get to listen to much at all. <laughs> understood, understood. Well, listen, Mark, this was fun, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, since it's going to be a series, we could just go ahead and uh, book out, you know, uh, 2022, 2023. Every time you drop one, you can come by and we can talk about it, man. I would love to have you. That'd be great. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Man, this was fun. So I always like to give my guests an opportunity to kind of close us out. Any words of encouragement, anything you want to leave with the guests before we get out of here? Suffering, according to scripture, according to Philippians one twenty nine, is actually a gift. And part of our business as Christians is to keep that in mind that it is by means of the suffering that we go through that our sight uh, is clarified and we become aware of who God is to us and who he must be to us. And so, as John Stott said, no suffering, no glory. Mm. No suffering, no glory. We are all going to suffer, and we need to recognize that just as Paul understood, there is no suffering that can separate us from the love of God. Wow. Powerful, powerful. Thank you so much, sir. Really, really appreciate it. That one kind of hit me. It's like, man, I'm suffering. Whew, Lord, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get by with a little glory? You know, it's a little glory. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, so much fun. So to the Bar listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in to the Bar Podcast. Your favorite podcast catches every Tuesday at your podcast catchers, wherever you're listening to them at. Also, give us a review. And what I want you to do, you guys, is take a picture of your your phone, do a screenshot, share your player, let people know you listen to the Bar Podcast. Go to the Bar Gear to pick up your favorite podcast gear and make sure you go by the bar.network to check out all the podcasts in the network. Until next time, you guys, God bless and we are out. Bye.